Hi guys, Xander here. I would just like to give you all a heads up and apologise for some of the audio in this week's podcast. There was a slight issue with the connection on Discord, so Tom will sound a little robotic at times. But I would like to say a huge thank you to Tom for being patient and actually re-recording some of the moments that were unusable before. Please, please make sure you subscribe and follow him on all his platforms. The links are down in the description. I hope you enjoy this week's Film Me In podcast. So I was sitting with these actors and all these actors had northern accents because the show was set in the north. Yeah. But when they were not, when they were not filming the scenes, they were all so posh. Oh, I, I couldn't understand what they were saying <laughs> half the time. So whenever I spoke, they were like, oh, it's fantastic. He's staying in character. I love it. He's staying in the character's accent. <laughs> like, no, no, this is my voice. This is how I sound. <laughs> this is my voice all the time. And they were like, oh, that's, that's charming, isn't it? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another installment of your Film Me In podcast. And today I have a very, very special guest. I with me. Mr. Tom Origins, how are you doing, Tom? Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with uh, just you know let let the people know who you are. You're, Tom is a is a YouTuber that I I knew from school. It's called Tom Origins. Re- real name is Tom Sang. I'm guessing everyone knows that. Everyone that watches. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm a. I'll start off with just. Do some questions, you know, like a like a real interview. This is weird. So, Tom, what made you want to start off your YouTube channel? So, the main things that I did when started, why I wanted to start off is the vlog side of things. It was because I used to go and do all these amazing activities and holidays and different events. And I would forget them, like big bits of them, like a week later. So, to keep track of what I do and like my days out to places and things like that, I would film them. I take them home and keep them for myself. And then I started experimenting with like cutting them up into like little movie style videos. And then I had these really cool videos from like days out to different places. And then I decided to just upload them to YouTube and see what people thought. And then the game inside of thing is I saw like people like Markiplier, uh, PewDiePie, Syndicate, KSI doing the video game stuff. And I was just in love with video games. And so I thought I'd record myself playing them and I gave it a go and I just fell in love with it and just kept doing it since then. I actually remember we went on a trip to London. We did. We did. And we, you filmed a video. It was it was an event. And you, I swear, you made a vine as well. Mm-hmm. And you threw a bag of tea at the wall. You threw a tea. No, it was coffee. You said, they started to test if your coffee is ready. You threw it at the wall. You're like, it's ready now. And then it cut to- <laughs> And it cut to my face, and I'm just doing the derpiest face, like, Argh. No, it was, that was good. That was, oh, what a time to be alive. What a time. <laughs> um, so, what have been your, like, your favourite games to play on the channel? Favourite games, definitely, as I say, about Red Dead 2, just because of the impact it had on me. Like, Red Dead as a whole, getting into gaming. And then Red Dead 2 for the impact it had on the channel itself. But I do like other little games. Like, I got into a really good Minecraft series. I really fell in love with doing, like, sort of The Witcher. I got into playing The Witcher recently. Because I'm absolutely awaiting Cyber- Cyberpunk 2077 to come out. Yeah. And I know the same team who make that make The Witcher. So I've been playing The Witcher games. But yeah, there's been mainly mainly Rockstar. And then, like, Rockstar games are really good, like GTA and things like that. 
Yeah. And then the Call of, the Call of Duties, I love. I get into them a lot. Yeah, they're, so, re- yeah. they're really easy to get into, those Call of Duty games. Yeah. Like Every single one, I'm like, I'll play one game, and then suddenly I'm like, like level 20, <laughs> pres- prestige in my shotgun or something. <laughs> Um, so, like, I, I play video games occasionally. Um, I have FIFA, so, like, you know, but I'm terrible at all video games. I completely suck at them. So I want to know what games what games do you suck at? I suck at any game that involves, like, taking the, the ridiculous steps of, like, puzzle solving. I played Tomb Raider because I remember seeing a clip of Lara Croft from Tomb Raider and someone saying, oh, you have to play this Tomb Raider. And I was like... Why do I have to play Tomb Raider? It's like, no, it's awesome. So I looked at a footage of it, and I saw her like going through like these massive fights, and like an act- it's like an action movie, but you're in control of what's happening. So I was like, oh my god, I love this. Played like four missions of it, where it's all like fully intense action, and then it hit like a midpoint where it's like, now solve this twelve hundred piece puzzle in this room. <laughs> I, like, I can't solve this with my shotgun. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I get I get angry and just start blasting holes in the walls to try to get through the door. <laughs> And it's just, it was so funny. Any game that requires puzzle, I just like, I just can't I just get mad and just get give up and then come back to it later or like look up how to do it on like Wikipedia or Google or something. It's, it's so funny. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I'm trying to do The Last of Us to uh, before the second one comes out and like, I can't, mm. I can't hack it. Every, I just want to run in and shoot everyone. But you know, I love, I love The Last of Us. I, love, I can't wait for The Last of Us 2 to come out. That looks amazing. It does look really cool. That looks brilliant. Um, do you have a personal favourite video of yours on the channel? So, I'd say my personal favourite video games... Uh, video games video was a long time ago. I did a Battlefield video where I just filmed myself with some music in the background and I just went off doing like this really cool like clip. And I uploaded it and I thought, oh, it might get a few clicks. And then that was my first video i think that was one of my first ever videos to reach a thousand like views wow so that battlefield video was really good so i was over the moon with that my best series of videos has been like my going to turkey where i did it last year i filmed like every day of the or every other day of the holiday when we went to turkey and because of that it made the holiday much like more intense because like you want to do bigger and better things every day because you know you're going to upload it yeah so like it really was fun to do that. That was a good series to do. And um, I got to do that with like my mum and my dad and my girlfriend. Like I just pulled them along into the videos and get my mum to make like a cameo and my dad and things like that. And um, I think my best video in total, just from like pure statistics, was like the Red Dead Redemption 2 video. I made a video about Red Dead Redemption 2 like at the peak when it was first coming out. Yeah. And it got like a thousand views and I was over the moon with it. And then I remember looking it uh, again in the new year looking back at it and it was on like a hundred thousand and it was insane it was just mental wow that's insane like how, it how, was does, mental. how does that make you feel getting that many views on on something that you've made it's mad because i, I love youtube and i love making content and i started at a real like all youtubers when you hear them talk about starting back at high school they're always like the worst mistake i did was like do a youtube channel back at high school and i started my channel at like year seven so everybody just like berated it with like horrible negativity. So I just like put my defenses up. I just carried on doing it. And then I just thought if I enjoy the content I make and there's people out there who want to watch it, even if it's like five people or 10 people watching that content that I've enjoyed making and they enjoy watching, that's mentally, that's it for me. Like I'm set with that and I'm happy with that. 
So then when I get like videos that get like a hundred views, that's insane. A thousand views is, is mental. And then when it got to a hundred thousand, that was like, I didn't think that was possible to think like a video. I was used to seeing those numbers on like the people I'm subscribed to channels. Yeah. And to see that number next to one of my videos just felt weird for a bit until it sunk in. <laughs> but it makes you, it makes you want to do bigger and better content and push yourself to do like more impressive um, content. Definitely. Definitely. That's a, that's a great way to look at it, man. Um, so what, what is, uh, coming in the future for the channel for, for Tom origins? So I tried to stretch across to a few different social media platforms. Um, I got, my goal was to get to a thousand on YouTube because to get like, turn YouTube into like a job, you need to become a YouTube partner and to get a YouTube partnership, you need to get 30,000 views and reach a thousand subscribers. Like that's what the, like your channel needs to hit. Yeah. So thanks to the red dead video, I hit. I hit a hundred thousand views, so I, I ticked the thirty thousand views off. So then it was getting to a thousand subscribers, and I was stuck at three hundred for ages. Did the Red Dead video, and then that hit, and and a, a bunch of people came to the channel after that. They then got to like eight hundred, nine hundred ish by the time I was coming into my first year of uni, and then I just advertised myself around my uni campus to like everyone who I'd ask, <laughs> anyone who'd ask like, what are you, what are you into, like what are you interested in. I would be like, oh, I do YouTube, and I'd show them my page and show them what I do. And they would, like, subscribe and follow me. And then in November last year, we hit 1,000 subs. And that was insane to, to get to that number. Yeah. So that, that was my YouTube set, and I was just like, now that I'm there and I've reached that goal, I'm just going to upload frequently and, like, have a, a, a more scheduled, organized, like, effort at YouTube. I have a friend who live streams uh, Destiny 2, like, over on Twitch. And he said, because you've got like quite a big personality and you do like these really different, you do a lot of different games, you should go onto Twitch now that you've like reached a point on YouTube and try and try and grow as well on Twitch. So Twitch has got an affiliate scheme where if you get to 50 followers and stream for like so many hours, they get you uh, affiliated with them. And then you like sign a contract with Twitch and you start making money from like your live streams. So I, wow. I became a Twitch affiliate like a day ago like just before we did this wow so i i hit my 50 and it was insane and i signed my contract yesterday with them and then so now i've got a youtube that's like like, like a really high point i got my twitch at a really high point and then i'm just like going with both of them wow that's just insane man but like you said you hit a thousand subscribers in november we're in yeah we're just about to go into june and i just mm-hmm. checked it before you're on like 1700 yeah, so you've gained like seven hundred subscribers in six months. That's crazy. It's, it's, it snowballed really quickly after I hit a thousand. It was really insane, and wow. I, I get like on average, I get like ten, like an extra ten subs like every other week. So like that's quite good. Yeah. And I'm like over the moon with that. But YouTube has just changed so much about the way I see things and the way I do things and the community. And when you look at like your analytics, it shows you like where your audience is from. Yeah. And getting to see that there's, there's people who like translate my videos into their own languages, that really like makes me wow. like I, what like I got a lot of subscribers from like Brazil and places like that. So I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, there's this little person in Brazil who's like come home from school and they put on Tom Origins. I was like, that's so weird. That's like so strange to me. That's insane. But like it has, it's got like a lot of like highs, but then like and then like kind of like really like life changing moments and like my biggest like life changing event from YouTube was like last December, I got an email off um, this this man from America. I think it was from his sister originally. 
but this guy in America, he was like in his twenties and he like wasn't doing very well. And he'd like had a long lasting relationship with this girl and she'd like broke it off with him. And he was like in and out of jobs and he was feeling really low. And he said he was, she, she, his sister messaged me and said like, my brother's been watching your content for ages. And he was at a really low point before he found your channel. And then he just started watching your vlogs and your trips and your, and your gaming. And it really made like a difference to him. And he just really connected with the stuff you were making. And he said, she said, normally I would like hear him being like really sad and moany all the time and like miserable. But then like the other day I heard him like laughing really hard. So I went in to check on him and he was just bawling his eyes out laughing at one of your videos. And, and she was like, you've made like, even though you make these videos, I don't know how much you know it, but like people out there are watching it and enjoying it and it does something for them. And I was like, that is just mind blowing. Wow. That was mind blowing to me, like to have that that level of impact on somebody. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, dude. That's in that's that's incredible. That is incredible. It's mad. Wow, it's just mad to think that there's people out there, like outside of my like social circle, who are like in other countries or other parts of the UK or wherever, watching my like my, my content and enjoying it, like just because they do, and it's just so weird. Yeah, but like so, so lovely at the same time. It's so nice. <laughs> So like, um, I remember at, cause obviously we know each other from school. Um, yeah. I remember you posted a video of you meeting, you met syndicate, didn't you? At like yeah. a, a convention or something. And he, yeah. like, he recorded an intro for you. Yeah. That I, re- I remember that and think like that, like this is, this is insane. Like he's, he's going that was, places. That was, mad. that was mad to meet, to meet him. Cause like, I've, with him being from the UK as well, with Syndicate being from the UK, I've watched a lot of his stuff. Him being called Tom as well, like instantly linking to me. And I, I was just like, this is like what I could see myself doing later down the line in life if I like really got good and stuck at it. Yeah. And I, wa- I watched this uh, video of him when he was saying about going to this convention. And I asked my mum, I said, can we really go down and like take part in this convention? And she was like, yeah, we'll do it. So me and my mum drove down to Birmingham. So that was like two hours down the motorway. Wow. And there was like these booths for like these people. And everyone who was like a, like a big content creator there had a name. And then like you could queue. So there was like a 13 hour wait to meet Syndicate. Jeez. So my mum my was like, I'll hold your place in the queue. You can go around and like look at the convention. So my mum's was just on her phone, Facebook, like just chilling. And she's in this queue, and I'm, like, exploring the convention and going around testing all these cool games out and things. And I really need the toilet, so I go to the toilet before meeting my mum in the queue. And as I come out of the toilet, Syndicate's there with, like, IGN News, like, getting an interview. And I see him, and I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm just waiting, and just waiting, like, chilling out, just watching, kind of. And then he finishes his interview, and he and he comes over to me. And I'm like, hi. And he's like, hi. And I was like, I, he was like, I saw you waiting. I saw that you saw me do the interview, and you were just waiting. And I was like, he was like, I've not told anyone, but like the amount of people who just run up to me during like these like press conferences things and just interrupt them and like throw me off my stride. They're like, I appreciate it, but they really like throw me off. So like to see that you acknowledged I was in the interview and just waited for me, that's so nice. So like we started talking and I was like, I do YouTube and stuff like that. And he was like, he was like, oh, that's amazing. And I showed him my channel. And he was like, oh, that's that's awesome. And I was like, could you film an intro with me? And he was like, yeah, sure, man. And we just, and we just did it. And then later we were in the queue. It felt I felt like a right baller because then later we were in the queue. And as I was queuing up to see him, as I got closer to the front, he spotted me and he was like, oh, Tom, nice seeing you. And everyone behind me was like, what? How does this person know him? 
<laughs> it Amazing. Was, it was so cool. It was he's such a nice guy, and obviously, wow. like I think all YouTubers get involved in like controversies, and he he's had a few like controversies that he's gotten through. But yeah. like to see someone where he's at, and to see people like KSI and PewDiePie, people who've been there since I was like a kid, and now I see where they are. It makes me think, like, why can't I be, like, the next one of them? Someone's going to have to, like, carry the mantle once they're done. And, like, yeah. some next generation of people will have to come in and take over. And I would, like, I want to be a part of that. Hell yeah, man. Wow. I'd love that. Um, speaking of Syndicate, I actually have a story. I actually did. I actually met him as well. Um, that's awesome. At the, at the uh, opening night of Avengers Endgame. Uh, oh, that's I, mad. I went to the IMAX in Ashton, and he was sat, and he came in behind us and i was with um james from the station and uh you you know you know alex woods yeah 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 and i was with them too and i turned around i turned around i was like and i turned back i thought is it no there's no way there's no way and i turned back <laughs> and he sort of spotted me looking at him uh, and he went you all right i said so i in it he said yeah yeah like, cool hi and then i turned around and watched the movie just, <laughs> It was the weirdest, weirdest moment of my life. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it's strange. Cool. It's really strange to have that impact, like to, to look at somebody on a phone screen and like you, you watch their, them be a YouTuber on the phone and then when you see them in real life, you get hit with like this weird like feeling of like, oh my God, that is them in, like, yeah. in the flesh and you, it's so weird. Like, what? You, you know, you're real. What? You're real. <laughs> It's really my phone. What are you doing? <laughs> it's so strange. Yeah. It, uh, to be fair, it's like that meeting all celebrities. Every time you meet someone mildly famous, you're like, oh my god, they're famous. I, I know that person. <laughs> they're, they're on my telly. <laughs> it's weird. It's so weird. My, my dad gets really weird around celebrities. He, um, <laughs> we met, um, we met, we, we were big, we're big fans of Red Dwarf, the TV show. Um, yeah, and we met. We've met Craig Charles. We've met Robert Llewellyn, and we've met um, Danny John Jules, the cat. And when we met, we went to meet Danny John Jules. We walked. We walked over, and and we, you know, it was a, a, a Rochdale Comic Con, and so it, like they were charging for pictures and autographs and stuff like that. So we we gave we asked for a picture, and he and he signed and he signed this portrait, and my dad said. For some unearth, ungodly reason, he was like, "Hey, you're more expensive than Craig Charles." He's like, "Dad, of all the things you can say, like, surely you've imagined this moment many times, and the one thing you have to say right now is you're expensive." <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was like, "Um, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> what can you say?" <laughs> and of course I'm super awkward as well so I'm just standing there like <laughs> showing all my teeth smiling at him like oh, hi <laughs> uh, what do I do <laughs> sweaty hands <laughs> it's so weird yeah when you get to meet like a celebrity and like I've met like a few people that my, my mum knows as being celebrities but I didn't really know them that that much but like I remember we, my, my sister currently lives down in London and um, we were down there for the weekend, and we were in this tiny little... She, like, lives on the outskirts of London, so you have to still get the train into London. Yeah. But we were on the outskirts in this tiny little village, and they had, like, this bicycle event happening where people were cycling through. 
So we were waiting at one of the cycle stations to like say hi to like all the local people who were cycling. And there was like a rest stop and these cyclists all got off and this guy got off his bike and took his helmet off. And my sister and my mum was like, oh my God, that's Gordon Ramsay. And I was like, I was like, no, it's not Gordon Ramsay. And he turned around and I was like, that is Gordon Ramsay. And my mum and sister were like, oh, I'll get a picture of him from over here. And I was like, go and ask him for a picture. And he, they were like, no, we're not asking for a picture. I, I got all three of our phones, walked over to him. I was just like, hi, Gordon. Me and my mum and my sister are massive fans, but they're too scared to come over and get a picture with you. Can I get a picture with you on their, on their phones? And he was like, yeah, sure. I got a picture with him. Mad. I just put it on my Facebook. Like, I put it on my Facebook the day I took it, and it was just mad to like meet him. Like, I, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to say to him because, like, I know all like there's that 15 minute, like 10 minute long video of him of his like best moments on Kitchen Nat of on uh, Hell's Kitchen. He's just like, where's yeah. the lamb sauce? I want to shout so many things at him, but like, you've got to choose the right one, aren't you? <laughs> But it's like that type of thing, like, I like that a lot. He's like, that type of thing is, is crazy because it makes me feel like when I meet those types of people and, like, the impact that they have on us, like, they make us laugh. And, like, you remember it years later, like, meeting them. It makes yeah. me ready. So, like, it makes me think about it. Like, if I ever reach that point in my in my YouTube and stuff like success where I get an opportunity to meet people, like, how to conduct myself in that situation yeah. so that they can leave and have, like, a nice, like, lasting memory of like oh he was so fun to meet and like things like that yeah definitely yeah um okay so we're on a movie podcast so we've got to talk about mm-hmm. some movies indeed um do you, you've got you've got surely you've got some favorite movies uh hit me with some mm-hmm. yeah i love all three all three simon Pegg and the, the simon Pegg and nick frost trilogy of the- Shaun of the dead hot fuzz world's end the I Cornetto love it. Yeah. Yeah. The Cornetto trilogy. They, they <laughs> are amazing. They're brilliant. Those two guys are just so funny together. Yeah. I love, and there's so many memes from every single one of those movies <laughs> that, that I love. Uh, I love all, uh, both Deadpool movies. Cause I feel like they were amazing. Yes. They were just my favorite superhero movies to watch. Yeah. They were, they were, they were brilliant to see. The, the second um, one, I, I saw that opening day. And I nearly yeah. threw up twice from laughing. <laughs> like the, the scene, the scene when all the X Force die, that I was, I was like on the floor, I was coughing a lung up, like huh, huh. <laughs> and then when he shoots himself in the post credit scene, that like <laughs> just killed me off, completely killed me off. Oh, he's great, Ryan Reynolds. I couldn't have picked a better guy to be Deadpool. He is De- brilliant. No, definitely not. He's brilliant. Uh, but yeah, yeah anymore. Um I think I've gotten yeah, I've gotten a good newfound love for Star Wars. When I was a kid, I got shown the original three Star Warses, like the old, like the, the the old like middle ground ones. Yeah. Of like New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and then I can never remember the last one. Return of the Jedi. Six. Return of the Jedi. So yeah, I watched those three as a kid and I just I thought they were cool. And then I, I recently, when I got Disney Plus, when that came out yeah. in the UK, I got that and I sat down with my girlfriend in lockdown and, and I said to her, we're going to watch every single Star Wars movie from from the first one to the last one. And it took us about three days and we broke it up and I just got to watch with her all like her reaction live as these, these events are happening. And she's loved it. She absolutely loved it. 
Wow. It was awesome. Nice one, man. Nice one. I um I <laughs> I I really didn't like the newest one, the ninth one, The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. And mm. Uh, I've have a lot of thoughts on it and we me and my dad watched tried to watch it the other it was a couple of weeks ago now and we got about an hour into it and my dad just yelled at me like turn it off right now i was like why why we're we watching it it's like xander you've been moaning ever since we started watching this about every single thing just turn it off i'll watch it on my own <laughs> so uh i think i think uh there's there's a podcast due on that one definitely yeah so maybe, maybe that's coming soon who knows yeah um, that'd be cool um this one's a bit of a harder one. Who would you mm-hmm. want to play you in a movie? So the Tom Origins movie is coming out next week. Who's the star? Mm-hmm. Well, going to you know doing the drama and acting and things like that. I would I would want to play me because <laughs> obviously, that's the first thing you get taught when you're your act- when you're an actor. You're your own agent. And just just, just to like brief, briefly touch on acting because I don't know I don't think I've ever spoken about it on my YouTube channel because it was like when my YouTube wasn't really a thing. But in year six of primary school, I was with an agency, an acting agency oh, wow. called like Carol Gobby's. Carol Gobby Theatre Workshop is, is what she's called. And I think I'm still listed as one of the agents like to now, like to now still. But <laughs> she got she got Fizz and Chesney on onto the soaps. So do you know, do you ever watch, um, is it, I don't know, is it Coronation Street or EastEnders? I don't watch any of the soaps. I don't watch soaps, but like Fizz and Chesney, they're like famous characters from a, a soap in the UK at the minute. Oh, right. And they're, 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 they got put on it because Carol was their agent. So I joined her agency. And my first thing before knowing what YouTube was all about, my first dream was to be an actor. So I got on with this Carol Godby agency and we did a bunch of stage productions and then she moved on to more like television and film. And I remember being in year six and I got a call from her to go to an interview in Manchester to go and read a script for, for this company. So I got told to read the script and I read the little the little lines of dialogue that, that, that they gave me. And I did this thing and I left and I just thought, it's just your standard audition, you're not gonna, you know, you hardly get him when you get auditions. You're like millions of you go and, and audition and like hardly any of you get picked. Yeah. So I go back to school and a few months later, I get, we get a phone call to go back and do a re, like a re-reading of it. So I read it again, but it's slightly longer script. And then just as I'm about to leave, they go, yeah, we've, we've casted you as um, a character in an upcoming show on CBBC. So at the time of being in year six, transitioning to year seven, I was over the moon. I was like, well, that's mad. Wait, why do I know I've been like and things, but it's like, it's horrible because you can go on YouTube and watch it. So it's like this little old, like this little like old version of me, like little young Tom. And he's got the mop haircut. I've seen this. I've that- seen this. <laughs> Stepping, stepping up, CBBC, I got on that show and I filmed it, funny enough, because I'm originally born in Liverpool and um, moved to like Manchester. But my mum and dad were born and raised in Liverpool and I filmed the stepping up in my mum's old high school. Oh, wow. So the high school that my mum used to go to, it got obviously it's been refurbished through the years and then we, we shot it in there. So I'm filming the show with, with everyone and I'm meeting all these actors who were like, because I was always an extra. I was like, have you ever seen extras with Ricky Gervais? Yeah. I was like Ricky Gervais. I was always an extra and all these big productions. And me and my friend would, me and my friend Toby would just sit there as extras. And we would just, we would just riff about funny things about extras. 
And like, oh, look at the pompous actors. They eat in the special caravan and we eat in this tiny caravan. And like, things like, we would have a laugh as like these two extras. So I was one of the main, main characters. And I kept getting told off because I kept sitting with the extras when I wasn't meant to be. <laughs> Well, I, got told, I got told to go and sit with the actors again. So I was sitting with these actors, and all these actors had northern accents because the show was set in the north. Yeah. But when they, were not, when they were not filming the scenes, they were all so posh. Oh, I, I couldn't understand what they were saying <laughs> half the time. So whenever I spoke, they were like, oh, it's fantastic. He's staying in character. I love it. He's staying in the character's <laughs> accent. Like, this is my voice. This is how I sound. <laughs> this is my voice all the time. And they were like, oh, that's that's charming, isn't it? But there's a girl, there was a girl who played a I don't know her, full, her real name, but she played a character called Raffi, and she was like my my semi-sort of on-screen girlfriend. But she's she's like a kid's TV show girlfriend, so you high-five occasionally, and you share, like, your crisps with her. It's yeah. nothing like internet or steamy, thankfully. <laughs> so I'm with, I'm with this girl, and she she's my like on-screen girlfriend in this show. Later down the line, once it's been on TV and it's aired and stuff, she's in a film called Tomorrowland with George Clooney in it. No. And she's the little, she's the little robot girl. No, the girl is like a bot in it. And yeah. She's, she's like the little robot girl. That was my on-screen girlfriend in CBBC, Stepping oh, Up. my God. That's... So if, you go, if you go into YouTube and you type in CBBC, like, Stepping Up, my episode is called, like, the Cloud Watch Club or something. If you watch that clip on YouTube... There's a few clips from the episode. If you watch it, you see me walk past this big wall and, like, the school bullies in the TV show, like, bully my character. And she comes out and, like, drags me away from the bullies. And we have, like, a scene where we're talking. And it, and she is the same girl who was in The Tomorrowland with George Clooney and she played the young Kristen Stewart in Snow White and the Huntsman. Wow. That's so insane. So I... I and rub shoulders with these these like legend at this girl who goes on to be these legendary movies and i just was like i was just this charming up north little bread roll to them and they were like these like, fancy actors and actresses and i was just like, i didn't understand i didn't know, I didn't know. <laughs> but it was mad it was crazy to see that it was it was mental to them see what they did later yeah and after that i was in an extra for a, a monster calls with um, Liam Neeson and Sigourney Weaver. I've seen that. That's a cracking movie. I was an extra in that, so I think it recently went on Netflix or something, and someone was watching it, and I was I was an extra in it, and I can I can go back when I'm watching that hour long movie and show you like the 15 seconds where I walk in front of the camera, <laughs> and it's like that's me. And then um and, and then Sigourney Weaver and Liam Neeson came to set one day to like meet all like meet like the main cast and do like some photo shoot thing for like press or a magazine. And I remember bumping into Sigourney Weaver and Liam Neeson as a little extra at, at like the, when they finished their photos. And I just got to chat with Liam Neeson and Sigourney Weaver for a bit. And it was really cool. It was, Dude, it was awesome. Like... <laughs> it was awesome. I was just like, hi, I'm an extra. Um, I probably shouldn't be here, but I love what you do in Taken. And I love Aliens. <laughs> so it was really cool. It was really cool. These two guys, these like two acting juggernauts were like, who's this little kid? And why is he complimenting us about our old movies? <laughs> And I was just, I was loving it. It was amazing. No. <laughs> I'm like this little, I'm like this little young kid just going like, oh yeah, seen aliens, loved it, saw <laughs> taken, fantastic. And it's like, how are you? See, how have you seen these movies? I was not the age demographic for a Liam Neeson or Sigourney Weaver fan in the slightest, but it, it was so funny to just see the look on their face. Like, how does this little guy know our stuff? <laughs> it, was, it was so good. Wow. But then, yeah, I gave, 
it, acting was been a massive part of doing stuff and I do it at uni and still like that but I do it more for fun as one and to be like a, a full-time actor obviously it be sometimes youtubers get like cameos on like little funny moments in films to do yeah um and um i i would i would love to do something like that but like the whole acting thing i've kind of put on like to one side and focusing more on like youtube and stuff yeah instead but um but yeah uh, to play me in a movie if i couldn't play <laughs> myself go completely off topic <laughs> if i couldn't play myself to go for people that to go for people that either a fit my personality or people who I look like. If it was a look-alike, like a biopical thing, it'd have to be like a young Michael McIntyre. Because the <laughs> amount of times that I get called Michael McIntyre by my friends and family is unreal. <laughs> a young Michael McIntyre would have to play me if it was a look-alike. Or if you could just if you could just do a character transformation and make him younger, Tom Cruise because of his mad energy. Yeah, that's a that's a cracker. That is a that is I a cracking answer. I just Stewie, Stewie from Family Guy, where he plays Tiny Tom Cruise, where he becomes <laughs> friends with Tiny Tom Cruise. Have you ever seen that Family Guy episode? I haven't. No. Family Guy has an episode that I love, and um, they they got Stewie, and Stewie meets Tom Cruise, and there's a there's a joke around that Tom Cruise is actually really small, like he's <laughs> he's really small in height for an average actor. So like he always wears like platform shoes in like movies, so he looks taller to his cast members and things yeah. like that. So Family Guy and Seth MacFarlane really take the mick with it and they, they make him a character on the show and they call him Tiny Tom Cruise. And he's like a tiny Tom Cruise, like this big. He's like the same height as Stewie and Stewie's like the baby. So he's like <laughs> the same height as Stewie. And there's this clip of him where he's jumping on the couch and he, um, on this TV show and he just starts screaming, I'm in love with Katie Holmes! I'm in love with Katie Holmes! And there's just that little ball of mad energy. I would say like that would play me in a movie. That would be so funny. Um... To see like a mad, a mad hyperactive person. I think my favourite Tom Cruise like um, representation might be South Park. Mm. Have you seen the episode when he when he when he hides in the closet? <laughs> this is, I was playing. That was another. Game. I was playing on lockdown. I was playing the South Park one. I know there's two video games of South Park, and I I got them both uh, before lockdown, and I played through the first one again. And there's act, speaking of that, there is an Easter egg. If you go into Stan's bedroom in the video game and try and go into his cupboard, you try and press A on the door to open it, and it just jingles and it won't open, and you just hear a voice on the inside that goes, I'm never coming out. And it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> voice acting that line, and I was like, that is hilarious. That is so funny. Yeah, that, that, that episode. So who, who else turns up? They get like... Do they get Kanye? That no, the Kanye Kanye's in a different episode. That's the Fish Sticks episode. <laughs> <laughs> South Park. Those guys are amazing. They are funny. Yeah, are funny. That, Matt Stone and Trey Parker are funny legends. The the, the, the South Park movie is genuinely one of my favorite movies. My favorite movie. Favorite movie. Gotta be. It's so funny, man. It's so so funny. And I just seen, love all the Have you seen uh, Team America: World Police? Yeah, that's by them as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That is so funny, that film. I, uh, I, I watched that with my dad a few weeks ago, and he, he weirdly, he loved it. Like I genuinely <laughs> thought we'd get to the, the long puppet sex sequence, and he'd be like, yeah, no, turn it off, turn it off now. But no, he was, he was giggling, he was loving it. They're brilliant. There's a Netflix, I think one of their earliest films, is called, it's called Basketball, and it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, at, it at is. At the minute, and that's meant to be funny. 
Yeah, I need to, I need to check that out. That is, a, oh, they're funny. They I just swear don't care. I swear, there's another movie they made called like Orgasmo or something, and it's about a porn so, star. They make mad movies. <laughs> they just make mad movies, and they don't care, and I love it. That's, that style of comedy is just is brilliant. Yeah, um, I love it. Okay, fi- final question then. Um, since we're going to okay. be talking about a video game movie today, um, what do you think mm-hmm. of video game movies in general? I think it's I think it's hard because like, obviously, like we mentioned, video games itself, they've just got so much free reign of what they can do physically. They've got yeah. so much range behind like what they're capable of doing compared compared to that to like an actual actor on a green screen having to simulate something. It's so much harder to make look good. So I feel like with certain certain video games like that are more grounded and set in like a more sort of reality. So like The Last of Us, for example. Yeah. There, there's a HBO show coming out about The Last of Us. Yeah. With with Joel and Elliot, and I think there's a debate of getting the same voice actors to come and play them on screen or whatever they're doing with that. But a, a movie or a TV show like The Last of Us, based off a video game. Because The Last of Us isn't too jarring and too set away from this reality. It's pretty much just like The Walking Dead as a video game. But yeah. like with different characters and, and, and a bit more gripping. So I feel like they could do a really good movie or string of like Netflix shows based off a game like that. But like as we were saying, you're comparing a game like Mario, which is like such a classic timeless thing. And it's, they had the range to do whatever they wanted with Mario. So to make a movie based off that, it's, it's a lot more complicated. Yeah, and definitely. like nowadays with modern technology, they probably could get away with it if they kind of do like a Sonic spin on it and make it like a more CGI based film. They yeah. could probably do a good Mario, a good Mario movie nowadays, but back then they would have had no chance. They 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 picked one of the hardest games to make a movie about. Yes, it's like it's it's mud. But I watched Ready Player One with my girlfriend a while ago, and that was really good. Yeah, really Ready Player that. One's pretty good, you know. I love all the little Easter eggs that they have, like the characters from different video games yeah. popping up and things. Yeah, that's definitely. really good. Um, but yeah, that's funny. We've we've just had Pokemon Detective Pikachu as well, and that was surprisingly yeah. decent. So we're yeah. on the rise for video game movies. They're getting better, but yeah, the Assassin's Creed one was alright with Michael Fassbender in. I haven't seen that, that one. Was one. Right. I haven't seen that. That one, one was quite good. That's quite good. To be fair, they do it well. They do it. They do it relatively well. Right, let's let's get to the main topic of the day then. So, since we're talking about video game movies, we'd be uh, we'd be akin to miss one of the most notorious video game movies of all time. The the first one actually ever made. It is 1993's Super Mario Bros. Trust the fungus. Trust the fungus. Uh, With Bob Hoskins and John Luigi'smo and Dennis Hopper. Um, what? What what are your thoughts on this movie? <laughs> wow, well, what were those guys? Um, how you see Mario forever? This is it, isn't it? This is it's the it's the pinnacle of bad video game movies surely this that like i've i've not seen many video game movies but surely they can't be worse than this one like because they just <laughs> drop the ball so hard in every every situation <laughs> um so everyone making this movie hated this movie 
everyone was really upset making it. I was reading all the trivia on IMDb. Um, it was a husband and wife directing team, and they were both complete control freaks. They wouldn't talk to each other about decisions they were making. They would bicker during during on set. So it's like, yeah, that's that's not a good start. Um, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, so Mario and Luigi, were constantly drunk on set because they just just to try and get through it, numb the pain. They would just drink all day. And uh, Bob Hoskins, it, this movie nearly killed Bob Hoskins. It, he broke his finger. He was stabbed four times. He was electrocuted and nearly drowned, all on set. I don't even know how he nearly drowned on set in this. Like, there's, <laughs> there's barely any water. So maybe that was just a deleted scene. <laughs> so, what in, in in typical filming style, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through the plot on Wikipedia, because you know, of course. Um, and and I've made notes. I watched the movie yesterday. Um, I couldn't find a decent version online because also you shouldn't pirate movies. That's a bad thing to do. Uh, so I actually rented this on Amazon. So it cost me two pound. Two pound went to this movie. And I, it it made me feel sick doing it. It made me feel sick. Um, so <laughs> this movie starts with um it's about 65 million years ago and a meteorite crashes into the earth killing the dinosaurs and splitting the universe into two parallel dimensions <laughs> straight off the guy who's doing the narration he's the most new york man i've ever heard in my life <laughs> he's got he's got like proper like crompton house school performances new york accent oh no <laughs> <laughs> Everyone at that school for American accents was the thickest, most New York you could possibly imagine. Hey, buddy, I'm walking here. Can, can I get a bagel? <laughs> yeah, everyone was often just wanting bagels. <laughs> um, so the, there's two parallel dimensions now. The surviving dinosaurs cross into a new dimension and evolve into a humanoid race, somehow from lizards. Lizards become humans now. Um, so, in the present, a mysterious woman leaves a large egg along with a rock at a Catholic orphanage. But as she attempts to leave, she is accosted by King Cooper, who demands the location of the rock. Rocks then fall onto the woman, killing her. The egg then hatches, containing an infant girl. So, they, they still like lay eggs as babies, but then there's a baby inside the egg. I don't even want to know how this happens. <laughs> messed up. It's messed up. It's proper messed up. If he tried to look into this film. There's also a scene later on where, like, this woman's pushing a pram and a, a, the egg is in the pram and someone tries to steal the egg. And, like, I don't know if, like, eggs are a delicacy in this world. <laughs> if, like, stealing babies is a thing. <laughs> Um, then 20 years later Italian-American plumbers Mario and Luigi live in Brooklyn, New York um, I wrote down they've got plungers on the walls like as trophies they've got three plungers on like a gun rack <laughs> so those are the main, main weapons plungers um, 
They're on the verge of being driven out of business by the mafia-operated Scapelli Construction Company. I didn't know these were mafia-operated. That wasn't made clear. I just thought they were a rival <laughs> plumbing company. <laughs> So, Luigi falls for NYU student Daisy, who is digging under the Brooklyn Bridge for dinosaur bones. Because dinosaurs existed in Brooklyn. Yes. (laughs) Also, this is a great time to point out that Bob Hoskins must... He looks like a 50-year-old man in this movie. And John Leguizamo looks about 20. So there's a good 30-year age difference. But they're still brothers. The brothers. They're the Mario brothers. Um, then, yeah. So, after a date, Daisy takes Luigi back to the bridge. Um, also, I should point out, Luigi is worse at flirting than me. He is so bad at it. He's like... I don't even know what he's trying to talk about to her. But he's so awkward. Um, and on this date, she it's her, Luigi, Mario, and Mario's girlfriend, Daniela. Do you think she was called Peach? You're wrong. She's called Daniela. <laughs> and... Peach, how could you mess with a name like Peach? I don't know. Just, just have him call a peach in an off, in an offhanded comment, maybe. You know, just a reference. Like a nickname or something. Yeah, but no, she's just called Daniela. She's not blonde either. She's got black hair. <laughs> um. Also, on this, so on this date, um, she Daisy starts telling them everything about her. So they tell they tell her that she's like an orphan, that her that she was raised by nuns. And that this rock, this rock around her neck is like the last thing her mum gave her. It's just exposition. But on a first date, feels really awkward. <laughs> um, and she's like really, she's really self-conscious about her job. So she'll like, she talks to Luigi. He's like, oh man, I'm sorry. I've got such a weird job. He's like, no, I like it. It's like She's a paleontologist. She like goes digging for fossils. That's not a weird job. Ross does it in Friends. Like, that's a, that's a cool job. Um, then, when they're in... When they're under the bridge, they witness two of Scapelli's men sabotaging the bones. Um, and, and a water pipe is left open. So Mario and Luigi manage to fix it in, like... It's meant to look like a really intense action sequence because they go back to Mario and Mario pulls out a plunger and is like... Let's go. He's like cocking the plunger. So like, what is happening? So it's it's clearly like this movie's super cheesy. It's cheesy all the way through. And it's kind of meant to be that doesn't excuse it from being bad. Um <laughs> while they're fixing it, uh, Mario and Luigi are knocked unconscious by Iggy and Spike. I think those are characters in another game. I didn't look that up. Sorry. Um, they are Cooper's henchmen and cousins, and they kidnap Daisy. Mario and Luigi awaken and pursue them through an interdimensional portal that leads them to Dino Hatton. And and this, ladies and gentlemen, is where you take your ounce of shrooms before watching the rest of it. <laughs> like, 
the CGI in this movie, like in this scene, looks pretty terrible. But it's it's ninety three. I can kind of excuse that for having terrible CGI. <laughs> but also, like the alternate dimension that they land in, why is it not at least a little bit colourful? It looks like hell. Like that's what I envision hell looks like. <laughs> like, have you seen Total Recall? It kind of looks like the seat the the. The city in Total Recall. It's terrible. Um, then we've got King Cooper giving exposition on like how there's two dimensions and he wants to merge them, but he needs the rock that Daisy has. And I just wrote down Cooper exposition. I feel like Cinema Sins now. Just <laughs> picking out everything. So um, Iggy and Spike realise that they didn't bring Daisy's rock, a meteorite fragment which Cooper is trying to get in order to merge his world with the human world. It is then revealed that Daisy is the long-lost princess of this dimension. Uh, When Cooper overthrew Daisy's father, the king, and devolved him into fungus, her mother, the queen, took her to Brooklyn. The portal was then closed, but Scapelli's men inadvertently reopened the portal when they blasted the cave... And that is that is everything that Cooper says in that scene. <laughs> also, I pointed out that there's a moment at the start of this scene when King Cooper is like washing his hands, but he dips it, he dips them in wax, and then comes out and they like make gloves, and then he uses them as gloves for a while, and then takes them off. It's a it's really weird, really strange. Um, also, he finds out that like they've. The so Mario and Luigi have the rock, and so he sends out a plumber alert, so that everyone in the city has to look out for plumbers. And it actually like there's a big thing on the on like the Tannoy system that says plumber alert, plumber alert. <laughs> and then this is the scene that made me realise that this movie is really really shocking. Um... So they, they're walking down the street. They have no idea where they are. They're trying to find something because they still think they're in their own place, their own dimension. And they walk up to an old woman and she says, oh, you guys aren't from around here, are you? He says, they says, no, we, we're just trying to you know, find a way back home. Do you know, do you know where, where to go? And she tries to mug them. She, she gets out like this big taser thing and like electrocutes <laughs> them then steals the rock then a big a large woman appears behind her picks her up throws her off the bridge takes the rock from her and jumps away with jetpack boots like my brain couldn't comprehend what happened i had to rewind it and watch it again to make sure i hadn't missed anything but no that is exactly how that how that interaction goes Imagine if that happened in like Avengers, like Infinity War, when the character <laughs> tossed us like, honestly, man. In Mario, I've never seen that happen in a Mario video game ever before. Like, I showed, I had to uh, emergency babysit uh, my dad's girlfriend's son uh, yesterday, and he's four years old, 
So he watched a bit of this with me. And this movie scared him. He asked me to turn it off. He's like, please stop. Um, this is, I'm scared. <laughs> this movie was made for children. <laughs> so then they run into Toad, who's a busker. And he doesn't look like a mushroom person. He doesn't look like a small man with a mushroom head. He's just a man. And he's a busker and one of them calls him Toad. They didn't say that you truly would never know that he's in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, I don't think it's even mentioned. Actually, it is. He is. However, after Cooper subjects them to one of his experiments... To make them more intelligent, Spike and Iggy realise Cooper's evil intentions and side with the Mario Bros. There you go, that's pretty cool. Hang on, this has missed out loads. There's a load of... Uh... Okay, so... the Mario and Luigi get arrested because they find out the plumbers. And then they get taken to King Cooper, who like sits them down in an interrogation room in the police station. And he says, no, I'm your lawyer. Mm, yes. And he, he's like not got a disguise and he just he just looks like himself. And there's like billboards plastered all over the city with his face on. So I don't know why he's doing this. And then then they say just put a comical like big mustache and glasses on. That would have been so funny. Exactly. But no, no, he's just him. He's just Dennis Hopper, still sat there with his goofy haircut. And he says to them like, Okay, so where's the rock? It, you know, you don't want to mess with this King Cooper guy. He's, like, a real bad bloke. And then, like, he tries to gouge Luigi, Luigi's eyes out. And then Mario tries to hit him. The cop electrocutes Mario. And then he says, hey, nobody touches King Cooper. And he's like, okay, so he is King Cooper. He's that, so that whole gambit is over. And he says, yeah, I know. And I'm a bad bloke. You shouldn't mess with me. <laughs> What what are you trying to achieve here? <laughs> so then, this, this movie, this movie, <laughs> um, this this then leads to the moment that made me pause the movie in laughter. Um, they he takes them to a de-evolutionizing machine that changes them back into like you know puts them down the evolutionary line, and he puts Toad in it, mm. and Toad becomes a Goomba. And, like, the reveal of how what the Goombas look like, I don't even know how to explain what they look like. They're just, they're, like, <laughs> they're big lizards. They're just, they're big lizards. And, they've got, and he's got the goofiest grin on his face every time he's on screen. So he's just, he's, like, walking around, he's got big eyes, like, ah, ah. And it's, it's so stupid. It's so unbelievably ridiculous. Um, then they escape and they put King Cooper in the machine, but it doesn't do anything to him. His eyes do a little thing. So it's like, oh, maybe he's going to turn into a dinosaur later on. He, he does. He does later on. He turns into a T-Rex at the end. It's so weird. Um, yeah, then we meet Yoshi in this. Um, Daisy meets Yoshi, who's being kept like as a pet by King Cooper, and he's just a raptor. He's a raptor. Yeah, no, like 
little spots on him. Not, not, not looks nothing like Yoshi, but he's just a raptor with a long. He was Rob from Jurassic Park, and he is just a raptor. Exactly. That's the thing. This movie came out the same year as Jurassic Park. The same year. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. Um. Okay, Cooper informs Daisy that she's descended from the dinosaurs, believing only Daisy can merge the world because of her royal heritage. Eventually, the Mario Bros rescue Daisy with the help of Toad, a good-natured guitarist who was devolved into a Goomba as punishment. I've already said that. Um. So then, there's they. There's an entire scene of like it cuts from Mario and Luigi doing something. And then it cuts to Dennis Hopper, and he and he phones up a pizza place and orders a pizza. And I'm like, okay, is this going to lead to something else? Is he going to kill the pizza man or something to show how evil he is? No. Then the scene ends. So the whole there is a whole scene in this movie of just him ordering a pizza. He just he orders a pizza, and then there's two comments later on where he's like, "Man, where's my pizza?" <laughs> So this was just to set up a really gag later that he didn't have his pizza delivered. <laughs> there's just there's no reason for it. Oh god. So, um Mario and Luigi need to get the rock back from the woman with the jetpack shoes. And they go into a nightclub where this where this woman is. And this is a great opportunity for them to wear their red and green outfits. But no, Luigi wears a red suit and Mario wears a yellow suit for no reason. For like come on. Um then they have a like he has a Mario has to dance with this woman and it's really long and awkward and like kind of sexual and like this is a kids movie. I want to remind everyone that this is a kids movie. It's really inappropriate. Um, and then they get out from there. They steal some jetpack boots, and they're on a bridge. And they're being and they. This is a line of dialogue in this. So they running down the bridge, and they run into some cops, and they shout "cops!" and they turn around, and then there's goombas behind us. So they go "goombas," and Luigi shouts "Daisy," and Mario shouts "The Rock." And Luigi points at the tower and says, The tower! And then they just jump into the tower. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's the truly a... The script writers were all just hung over and they were just like, just put some words on a page and we'll go with it. That's exactly. That'll <laughs> do. Um, okay, so then we're over an hour into this movie. We're about an hour and five minutes in, and then they get their overalls. They get the red and green overalls. And to be fair, the costumes aren't terrible. I mean, obviously, like, they don't have, like, the M and the L on their head or whatever, and they kind of, they look really budget, but, you know, red and green overalls, you can't go terribly wrong with them. So, there you go. Good thing the movie did. Well done, well done, movie. But it only, but it did take them an hour to do it in this hour forty-five <laughs> movie. So then, they they're in the lift, okay, 
and a load of Goombas enter the lift. So they have to hide from the Goombas. So they, they hide at the back of the of the pack. And some music comes into the, the Tannoy system. And Luigi has this great idea to make them sway. So they all start dancing to the music. And this mo- this scene is clearly meant to be funny. You know, oh, look at the big Goombas dancing. Oh, that's funny. I showed this scene to the four-year-old yesterday. And and I said, so, what do you think of that? Did you think that was funny? And he said, no, that was scary. Because they look, they look scary. The Goombas look scary. They're not at all cute or funny. They just look scary. And some of them have, like, longer heads. More, like, alligator heads. And some have the weird, like, normal shaped head that Toad has that looks hilarious with the big goofy smile. Also, after this scene, Yoshi gets stabbed. And then he get the knife gets taken out and he's just fine. He's absolutely fine. No, no blood or anything. Just, you know, he's fine. That's also something that happens. Just want to f- make sure I'm not leaving anything out here. Um, also, like, so there's mushroom, there's fungus everywhere in this around the city, and um, we see that the king who who's been de-evolutionized has turned into a big mushroom, like a big load of fungus. And he's been spreading this stuff around the city, and it's help. And he's helping Mario and Luigi. So like, he he's like giving them like he's sending out little bombs that you see in the video game, and like bullet bills, and stuff like that. Um, and Luigi sort of catches on to this, but Mario doesn't believe him. So then, as Mario's about to go and face off King Cooper for the final time, for the final big boss fight. Um, he's, he says, trust the fungus. And, um, is that advocating shrooms? <laughs> this, this movie just advocating drug usage. It's like that, um, it's like that episode of the Simpsons when they have the join the Navy in that in the pop song it's like it's but it's backwards and then all the kids just join the navy it's like trust the fungus yes trust the fungus uh, hello talking giraffe <laughs> so mario gets um gets uh, like a proper mushroom like a re- looks like a real mushroom and then they get transported back to earth because the worlds are colliding together and um, Cooper tries to shoot him with the de-evolution gun and he holds the mushroom up and it just turns into a shield. So it's just, the mushroom is just a shield now. That's all it is. Not, no, it doesn't make him bigger or anything. And Mario throws a bomb and the bomb um, like sort of wanders around the whole city before coming back because he misses. And he comes back underneath King Cooper and um, in you know, blinking, you'll miss it. Moment, the uh, the bomb has Reebok shoes on. 
Like, there's just a big Reebok logo on the bottom of the shoes. (laughs) Yes, you can use our brand in the movie, but you have to put it on a stupidly looking bomb, and therefore people will want to buy our product. (laughs) But, like, it walks around for a while, so you see a lot of its shoes. It doesn't have Reebok anywhere else, just on the bottom. So you can only see it in that one shot. <laughs> oh my god. Right, then we're actually surprisingly close to the end of this movie. Uh, Cooper turns into a T-Rex and like then explodes because this movie needs to end quickly and they've run out of budget, clearly. Because this movie, like they said, the um, Dennis Hopper said in a interview, he was meant to be there for six weeks and he was there for 17 weeks. So this movie went completely <laughs> over budget. So they like, they yeah, they had to wrap this up quickly. Um, the news gave them the, the name Super Mario Bros. Like it cut, so after this, they go back to their, they go back to their world and everyone's happy in the other dimension. Daisy stays in the other dimension to stay as the princess. The king turns back from a mushroom into a king. Um, and he's got like proper like royal robes on and everything and he's got his crown on so he looks the same so he's, he's not got any like any goo on him or anything <laughs> no mushroom goo on him um and when they get back it cuts to three weeks later and um mario is watching the news and they call them the super mario bros and also why did it take the news three weeks to finally talk about this that like these Goombas turned up in New York City with Cooper and Mario and like there was a lot of news cameras there and he blocked blocked it with the mushroom and then they went back into the other dimension. Why wasn't that like mainstream news for a while like before three weeks? And then the the movie ends with Daisy kicking down their door and saying, hey guys, I need your help back in back in Dino Hatton. Uh, are you gonna are you gonna help me? And they're like, hell yeah! S- setting up for a sequel that this movie was never ever 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 going to get. Um, this movie is this movie is total garbage. Like it is the schlockiest, most like disloyal movie i'll call it disloyal because like they had so much source material to go with they could have done anything make make an animated movie make it animated you know anything and they chose this and it's like very clear that the studio wanted a kids movie and the directors wanted a darker movie but why would you try and make mario dark and like there's a lot of mixed messages in there about advocating drugs it's really weird and bad it's it's a three out of ten uh, at best and i think the three points are simply because of how funny it is not on purpose (laughs) (laughs) um is there anything else you want to add to this (laughs) it's i mean can you after that movie, like if you watch it, 
intentionally knowing it's a bad move. Like, get together and, like, you all are aware of Mario and, like, you're all, like, familiar with what Mario is meant to be. If you kind of watch it as, like, a, as a funny, like, you know it's going to be a bad movie. And I think you could have a laugh with it and turn drinking game. So they could do that like, every time, like, the movie is disloyal to the Mario franchise, you take a <laughs> shot. And you yes. I'll be dead from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't recreate it today. If you did it with like, oh, what's he got? Taika Waititi, who's doing like, who does like Soul of Thunder and like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. I think he could be the one director who could make this film amazing. <laughs> Probably because he'd, he'd just take it. I think Taika Waititi could make this film amazingly funny if he did a remastered of it. I, I, I reckon that's a good shout, you know. I reckon that's a good shout. And, like, even... We've just had the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and that movie is far from perfect, but it is... It's, like, a mile ahead. Like, a <laughs> hundred miles ahead of this movie. So, and we've had Pokemon Detective Pikachu as well, which was actually pretty decent... Um, so we're on the ra- we're on the rise for video game movies. We're- we'll do another stinker though. So whatever the next one is, that's definitely going to be bad before we get another good one, <laughs> or at least decent one. Um, but yeah, this I-, I hate the fact that I watched this movie and actually paid two pounds to watch it. I can't believe I did that. Yeah, I feel sick inside because <laughs> it's just. It's just the worst. It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> um, oh there we go. That's we did it. We talked about Super Mario Bros. and never again. Never ever again. Never again. I promise. We've come to that point in the show where we do recommendations, but we don't call them recommendations anymore. We call them. Tom, sell me your movie slash TV show slash game slash music if you want slash book if you're a nerd, whatever. Oh god, whatever you've been doing recently, you know. I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Warzone recently. Warzone, and it's addictive, and I hate it, and I love it at the same time. <laughs> it's like a drug that I can't get rid of, and it's annoying me because I, it shows you, and I wish it didn't. It shows you your wins. And then on top of showing you your wins, it shows all your friends their wins <laughs> as well as yours. So if you're looking at it and your friend's got more than you, there's this little part of your brain going, no, I shouldn't, but I will. And you've got to try and compete with them. And, it, and it's, it's so addictive to get away from it. But I managed to start live streaming a new game, which is Minecraft Dungeons. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I haven't it's quite heard of this one. It's quite new. It's just come to the Xbox Game Pass thing. And you can play it for free with Game Pass. And I think Game Pass at the minute, you can get like a month subscription for like a pound. So it's pretty good. Oh, wow. So I was playing it with my girlfriend, Helen, on stream the other day on my Twitch stream. And I just really fell in love with it. It's just one of those simple but fun games. It's kind of a little bit like a dungeon crawling game, but like it's set in Minecraft. So it's really fun. And just the style it is, is really enjoyable. Nice one, nice one. I've, like I've played one game of Warzone, um, <laughs> and I, <laughs> within the first 30 seconds, I died, 
and I ended up in the gulag and I was so confused <laughs> but I won the gulag <laughs> then dropped back in and as I was dropping in someone shot me and I died again so I gave up I was like I'm not I can't do this I can't do this <laughs> I'm decent at the multiplayer I can do the multiplayer yeah. but Warzone I, I can't hack it I can't hack it mate I can't do it <laughs> It's oh. just so, so intense. Like, there's people who literally, like, you can see them as well, like, in their playstyle. They just play it for hours, like, days yeah. on end. And it's weird. It's weird to think about those, like, kids that were, like, when I was their age, I was outside in the parks, like, playing Nerf Wars with, like, my friends. And, like, they're, they're in their bedrooms at, like, seven or eight, just, like, glued to their controller, like, just practicing this game constantly. Yeah. I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. It's um, insane. I've um on I've got a PlayStation and on PS Plus at the moment the free game is Call of Duty World War Two, and yeah. uh, I didn't realise but there's a zombies mode on it, so of course I've got to play it. I love me some Call of Duty zombies, so yeah. I've I've been playing that map and that is a really fun map to play. It's called like the Final Reich or something. It's that mm. the, the 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 one you get with the game. It's cracking. It's absolutely cracking. David Tennant's in it. Like, yeah, no, what's, mad, isn't it? what's going on here? Dots are oozing zombies. He voice acts. Yeah, he voice acts proper Scottish as well. He goes like full blown Scottish. Yeah. And he voice acts for the characters. Yeah, love that. Love that. Um, what um, movies I've been watching? I watched Spider Man Two this week. Um, mm-hmm. You know the Tobey Maguire one. That's yeah. it's one of my favorite movies. I was I was oh, feeling great amazing. during the week, so I just popped that on, and it it just makes me feel good, you know. <laughs> you know, pe- pizza time, all the good. I love memes. Tom right. I love him. He's brilliant. I can't get over how good the train fight is with Doc Ock yeah. towards the end. Like that that scene is so incredibly good. Like that that's one of my favorite action sequences ever, maybe. And mm. uh, yeah, it's one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, so Spider Man Two is always worth a watch for me. Yeah. Um, on Netflix though, uh, for a TV show, I've been binge watching New Girl. Um, oh, it, was, yeah, uh, it was on E4 uh, years and years ago, and it appeared on my Netflix recommendations. I was like, yeah, why not? And now I'm two seasons deep. I've <laughs> watched two two whole seasons of the show. And it's, it's adorable. It's it's really cute. You know, you can't... It's something easy to watch. You don't have to really pay much attention. It's just an American sitcom. And, you know, I, I like those sort of things. So, like, this, that 70s show, I'll always put those on in the background if I'm doing some work. Mm. Yeah. New Girl, it's it's pretty cute. It's pretty cute. It's pretty cute. <laughs> That's the recommendation. It's kind of cute. I, I, got, I got, like back into netflix when i heard of that i heard a bunch of people talking about like you have to see this show tiger king yes and i got into netflix again because i took a big break away from netflix and i got back into watching netflix series and i, I put one episode of tiger king on and i was hooked i watched it binge watched it back to back i was like what is this how do i not know about this well, I've... I've got Mary skin stuck in my head <laughs> on it's so long it's that song that he plays um he plays at the end like i saw a tiger (laughs) (laughs) it's a great song Um, i i when i watched that i was uh it's about it must have been like 2 a.m and i couldn't sleep 
So I figured, okay, everyone's talking about this. I'll put an episode on, and if I don't like it, I can fall asleep. I watched one episode. I was like, okay, this is this is pretty cool. Second episode's going on. Get to the final couple of minutes. I'm like, okay, I'll go to sleep now. You know, this this is interesting, but you know, not stay up until 5 a.m. watching. So I started falling asleep, and then I heard the phrase, "Yes, Carol Baskin fed her husband to the tigers." I was like, what? I'm awake. Here we go. Three more episodes, and then I'll fall asleep. <laughs> Oh, it was amazing. It was true. One of the weirdest things. To, and to think it's all, like, real as well. Like, they're all real people. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But they exist, and that is scary <laughs> and funny at the same time. <laughs> They've, uh, they're making a TV show, you know, with uh, a Nicolas Cage is playing uh, Tiger. Oh, no way. Yeah. He's going to play Joey Exotic. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would love that. I would. That would be my dream, to see him play that. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, man, what a legend! <laughs> what a legend! It's so funny. I think I think that's what I might watch this week. I'm gonna watch. Uh, I'm gonna watch Mandy this week. Have you seen that? Mm. No, what is it? It's a movie with Nicholas Cage about him. He's a. It's a revenge film. He's like in this world, this sort of like cult leader steals his wife from him, so he has to go and get get her back. And on the way, he runs into these drug hungry like biker gang and mm. they in they take this syrup like meth they drink it out of jars and he like touches a bit of it and his brain explodes he does a load of cocaine off a bit of broken glass he there's a scene where he has a breakdown in his underpants covered in blood in his bathroom chugging vodka he has he has a chainsaw fight with someone it's a chainsaw fight. It's fantastic. It sounds that crazy. Sounds it sounds, that sounds crazy, amazing. but it's actually really good as well. Which kind of I've makes no that. sense for a Nicolas Cage movie. I've watched that. Is that on Netflix? Um, I'm not sure. I'll I'll find out now. I really. I hope, definitely. I really hope it's on Netflix now. Or I saw him in The Wicker Man not too long ago, and that was funny. I haven't seen the reboot. I've seen the original. The original was yeah, the one, amazing. The one with Nicolas Cage, oh, it's so funny. Yeah, no, it's not on anything. It's not, not on Amazon Prime either. I'll, I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look it up and try and get it. Yeah, really good movie. Really good movie. Um, I think I think that's everything then, isn't it? This I think been, so. This has been a surprisingly short podcast. <laughs> no, Normally they go on for like two and a half hours or something. <laughs> And uh, yeah. that that'll do that for uh, that'll do that'll do it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, thank you, huge, huge thank you to Tom for coming on. Uh, Tom, what what uh, shout out everything you can. Everything I can. <laughs> All right, I got I got Tom Origins on YouTube, which is simply Tom Origins. Just just type in Tom Origins on YouTube, and you'll find me there. I've got Tom Origins YT on Twitch. And then I think it's at Tom Origins YT on Twitter. Um, and yeah, I, I'm easy contactable. Just all my videos on YouTube. I've got my social media links if you want to stay in tune. I do I do YouTube, I do streaming, and I'm just loving what I'm doing during during what, what's happening in the world right now. I'm trying to distract myself and my viewers from what's going on. And just trying to make them laugh with different video games and just having having some fun times. So yeah, thanks for having me on. 
Oh, literally any time you want to come on, man. This is this has been an absolute pleasure. I will put links to everything down in the description because we're on YouTube now. This is the first one I've actually produced for YouTube. How exciting is that? Yeah, um, that's cool. If you guys are liking what you're hearing, please do subscribe to the channel, um, like the videos as well, tell your friends as well, share share the videos around. If you want to get in contact with me personally, uh, you can head over to my Instagram, that's at the real LW, and my Twitter is the same. They're both in the uh, description down below. And uh, yeah, huge thank you to Tom again for coming on. And uh, next week, we are finishing off The Wizarding World. Uh, David will be returning, and we're talking about the Fantastic Beast movies, which unfortunately means I have to watch those this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that should be fun. Um, and so thank you again, Tom, for coming on. And uh, to everyone else, I will see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you. And there we go. There awesome. we go. That's done. <laughs>